hope you're freaking awesome today. Because I am. You know, really, I, I, I miss the live worship service, right? You know, um, really, you know, look at that, you know, clapping and everything. And I wish we can have more Sarah Nolan, okay, to stand up, okay, and, um, and, and become mus- musical directors or something like that. And a while earlier, I challenged the, the children, of, the boys of Bobby, okay. I think you should uh, develop your own group because if you don't, me and your dad will develop the group, okay? And uh, no, that's not a good choice, they said. And you know, you better do something or else. Pastor In Song, I'm running out of words here, okay? <laughs> All right. So um, this morning, I have a short quiz for you, okay? I need you to have a piece of paper and a ball pen. I mean, all of you, those within the age of reason, everyone above the age of George Lanusga, okay, should participate in this one, okay? Now, seriously, everybody maybe above the age of Ethan season, okay, right, should participate in this short quiz that I have for you. Uh, So, I would like you to have on a sheet of paper and answer this question, okay? Please, everyone, use the the bulletin. The bulletin has notes, okay, Uh, note sheet, there you go. And with a ball pen, I'd like you, seriously, I'm serious, I want you to answer this question. And, and I want you to answer this question. I want you to write it down because I want you to have it and I want the person next to you to read it. All right? No, seriously, just keep it. And later on, I would ask you to use it for the reason for the message this morning. And... I don't know what's going on. Okay. The question, good thing I memorized it, okay? Uh, the question that I have for you this morning is this. What are the two things, okay? What are the two things that are most important to you that you're thinking of right now and would like to do in your life? Two things. Most important to you and you would like to do right now in your life. Okay? Put one and then put two. Write it down, please. I beg you, no exception. If you really want God to speak to you this morning and allow His Spirit to speak to you in the most powerful way, I ask you to write it down. What are the two most important things
Are you done? Because I'm not done. <laughs> All right. What are the two things that you love the most and are working for right now in your life? What are the two things that you love the most and are working for right, right now in your life? So if you've written that down, how many of you have finished it? Please raise your hand. Be honest. Okay, if you've written it down, those of you who are still thinking, that's good. But please, I'm serious, write it down. Because we're going to use this later in the message as we go on. No copying, please. Copying is so worldly and carnal. Okay? We don't want that to happen here. Okay, so... Um, can, can, can you show that to the person next to you just to be sure that you wrote something? Wilma, I'm looking at you. Alvin, I'm looking at you. Okay, Sita, I'm looking at you. Manny, I'm looking at you. Wait, bo uh, George? Ay, nako, George. You know, please, you, if you're filled with the Spirit, right? Just kidding, okay? You know, those of you who don't do this, um, you'll see, you'll shortchange yourself later. And I pray that you have something that you have written down. Now, keep that sheet of paper and let's proceed with what we have this morning. For the past two months, Pastor Insong, we've been talking about knowing God. Knowing God. Have you, have you started to know God better after two weeks of talking about God in this fellowship? Is it important to know God? Really? You know, why is it important to know God? The last time, um, the, first, the first message was what? The God of the how much more? The God who provides all of your needs over and beyond what you can imagine and expect. Do you like that kind of God? Dr. Anene, do you like that kind of God? <laughs> the God of the how much more. And then we talked about the God who uses ordinary people. You know, the God who will use ordinary people like you and me because he will give us extraordinary power to accomplish what? Extraordinary things. And you know, this morning we are uh, privileged to have a guest from Isabella, you know, Manny and Nida Salvador. Can you please rise? Okay. You know, I, 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 I can't help but, you know, make them stand up because these are ordinary people that God uses mightily in Isabella. You know, Isabella is so way up north. And, if, you know, and, and what they do is they, they started, they, he's, one of the, he's one of the founders of CCF Isabella. And I, he told me that maybe next month you're going to open up CCF Santiago, right? Can you believe these guys? These are ordinary people being used by God in an extraordinary way because they're making themselves available, right? And, you know, and believe me, if they can do it, Manny, Nida, we can do it, right? Right. And that's the, guy, the kind of God that we have. And the more you know our God, the God who uses ordinary people like you and me, the more you will like to be with this God. And then, for the past uh, uh, two sessions, we had the Holy Spirit. 
Pastor Reggie talked about experiencing the Holy Spirit, parts 1 and 2. And I think he's going to have parts 1 to 18. Right, Pastor Reggie? <laughs> you know, there is so much that we need to know about the Holy Spirit that I don't think we have enough okay, time to be able to do it. But just the same, the reason why we're going through this is because we want to know our God. And, you know, last week, Pastor Insong talked about what? Developing the habit of walking by the Spirit. It's still about the Holy Spirit. And as you can see, the reason why we're doing this is we want to know God. The first series we talked about was what? The presence of God. Intimacy with God. You know, if you know God, you will desire to be intimate with Him. And if you are intimate with Him, you will be experiencing His presence in your life. His presence means what? Restedness, protection, peace. I like that. And you will never be able to experience that unless you know the God we're talking about. The God of the Bible, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of Moses, the God of Paul, the God of the Bible. And this is the same God that we are trying to know. And I think for as long as we live, we will never stop knowing our God. The more we know about God, the more we what? What do you think? Complete the question. The more we know about God, what will happen? Hello? The more you love God, right? Yeah, the more you love and worship Him. The more you know someone, right? You know, when this, when this boy married this lady, I'm sure you spent a lot of time knowing this lady, right? Young man. And when you got to know this person better, what did you do? You proposed, right? And she regretted it, right? No, 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 no. Just kidding, okay? The more you know the person, the more you will love and obey the person. The more you will trust and obey God. The more you trust and obey God, the more you will serve God. The more you will obey Him in His command to make disciples. It's very simple. It's really a matter of thought. You know, in Daniel chapter 11, verse 32b, it says, but the people who know their God will display strength and take action. That's a nice verse, isn't it? The people who know their God. Do you know your God? Hello? <laughs> if you know your God, the Bible says, you will be strong and you will be action-oriented. And I like that. I like to be a strong person inside and outside, and I want to take action. So this morning, let's not stop knowing God. Let's know God even more, shall we? Okay, let's rise to read scriptures for this morning. And I would like us to really, really focus on what the Bible is telling us today in Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 to 11, as we learn to know more and more about God. Let's read it together. And I, I'd like you to note the word if, okay? It's there. Um, you know, the Bible does not make a mistake in putting words there. And, you know, it starts, you know it's, it, there is a word if there, and I hope that it speaks to you as we go through this passage. Let's read it together. Therefore,
a renewal in which there is no distinction between Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, freeman, but in Christ is in all and in all. But Christ is all and in all. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for your word. Lord, we're here. We want to know you more. We we have been we have been shared by our our preachers, our pastors, messages about you, about who you are, about your spirit. And Lord, our prayer this morning is that you will really allow us to internalize this thing so that it will flow out of our lives in obedience to you, not just in theory, not just in thought, but Lord, in practice, that indeed, Lord, indeed, we can say to the people out there, We've experienced you. We ginosko you because we're intimate with you. Do no less this morning, Father, and I pray that your spirit will descend upon us, open the eyes of our hearts, and remove any doubts in our hearts that the Christian life, the victorious Christian life, the, the attractive Christian life is possible to live, that it can be done, Lord, for your honor and glory. Lord, let your spirit speak to us. I, I cannot do this, Lord, on, on my own power, so be the one to speak to your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. You know, for the past three messages, we have been talking about the Holy Spirit, like I said. And, you know, Pastor, uh, I think, uh, Reggie started with being filled with the Holy Spirit. What does it mean to be filled with the Holy Spirit? And it's pretty much the same as when he followed it up with a message on walking in the Spirit. Um, I really, I really submit to you that walking in the Spirit and being filled with the Spirit are really one and the same. The metaphors are, are, are different. One is a picture of a person walking step by step, whereas the other one is a picture of what? Something getting in and being filled in you. And um, this, is, this is very important as a Christian because the Holy Spirit is a, is a powerful supernatural resource that we Christians have within us, yes or no? As a Christian, when you believe in Jesus Christ, whether you like it or not, the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Yes or no? The Holy Spirit indwelt you, sealed you, but He's just there. He cannot do anything unless you what? You walk by the Spirit and you are filled with the Spirit because it's a picture of what? The Holy Spirit taking over and controlling you. Now, that's a good concept. We learned about it. That's why Pastor Song, what did he Tell us last week. He told us, hey, make this a habit. Right? Don't just know it here. Make it a habit. What is a habit? A habit is something that you do involuntarily, right? When you wake up in the morning, what do you do? Brush your teeth, right? That's a habit. Right? Some people, before they brush their teeth, what do they do? Never mind. Okay? As long as it's a habit. Now, being filled with the Spirit, it was pictured by Pastor in Song as, as like this. It is pretty much related to who is in control of your life. And the metaphor he used is what? A car. Where who is driving your car? Your car is your life. Your life is your car. Who is driving your car? If you're filled with the Holy Spirit, who's the driver? As you can see in the picture. Right? This is not England, okay? 
Okay, this is the US. So the right side, or left side, left side, right? The left side is the driver. So the Holy Spirit is the one driving and you are a passenger. And what's the result? Christ-likeness. Fruitfulness. Okay, Alex? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. If you are filled with the Spirit, that's what's going to happen to you. Right? On the other hand, if you are the one driving and you are, what? The Holy Spirit is just a passenger and you're controlling everything, what happens to you? What happens to you, Mike? You can be lost. You can be unsatisfied, believe me. And you can be wrecked. The word that Pastor Insong uses, shipwrecked. Or you can be car wrecked. Why? By the worldly collisions and the potholes. Why? Why do you think when we are driving, all sorts of crazy things happen? And we insist on driving, right? You know why? Because today, in this world, whether you like it or not, there are, there are enemies. Well, as a Christian, we're facing a spiritual battle. The sooner you put that in your subconscious, the sooner you will understand what it means to live the Christian life. Because if you don't, you will be discouraged by what's going to happen, right? Because there are three enemies of the Christian life. He shared this with us last week, Pastor Insong. Number one, Satan. Satan. Don't look the person beside you, okay? It's not Satan, okay? The person beside you is the person you love, okay? I, I always tell people, when I counsel people, hey, look, this is not being done by the person that you're up against. It's being done by an enemy, and that enemy is Satan. And you know what Satan is willing to do? He's always ready to, what? Devour you. He's, ready, he's always ready to pounce on you and destroy you, you know, using your weakness. He knows your weakness. Tony, he knows your weakness. If your weakness is anger, ah, boom. If your weakness is food, boom. If your weakness is your husband, boom, right? No matter. He knows how to handle it, and he's going to use you. And then the second one is the world. The world? Pastor Dan, the world? The world is so nice. Especially America. Right, Manny? Right? Manny doesn't want to go home anymore. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. I know they, they, they don't like America. They're just here. They're just visiting. But you know, if you, if, you are, if you are coming from a third world and you go to America, you will fall in love with America. Right? And the next thing you know, the whole world is, 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 has swallowed you and you cannot do anything anymore with it. The world is controlled by Satan. That's for sure. Oh, really? Yeah, the Rosemead group learned about this last Friday. The world is controlled by Satan. If Satan is your enemy and the world is controlled by Satan, guess what? Okay? You're at his mercy. The world will kill you. And then finally, your flesh. What's wrong with your flesh? Inside you is a sinful nature. Inside you is a carnal person who is so attached to the world, who loves the world so much, and is, who, who delights in sin. You know, sin is, sin is nice, right? Let me ask. Uh, never mind. Okay. You know, sin is nice because it's it's a it's a sugar coated. I'm sorry. It's a sugar. No, it's a, a, a what's that? It's it's a sugar coated poison. Okay. You lick it. It's sweet. Okay. But in the end, there is poison and it will kill you. That is sin, right? Now, my question is this. What are, our, what are our chances against these enemies? 
Do you think we have chances against his enemies? Believe me, we don't. That's why we need the power of the Holy Spirit. And this is what we have been talking about. We are trying to know that there is a God out there who has sealed you with the Spirit, and He wants you to be victorious against your enemies. Right? And because He wants you to be victorious against your enemies, He gave you the power of the Holy Spirit. To do what? The power to live like Christ. The power to live, to be Christ-like and not worldly. You know, the power to live like Christ and not worldly. And the verse that uh, Pastor Song used last week is this. But I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. And you know, he said, he pointed out to us, hey, don't stop there. Better still, make this a habit. Uh, my question to you is since last week, okay, Peter, have you made it a habit to be walking in the Spirit? You know, of course, after the message last Sunday, we were all so excited. I'm going to start really walking by the Spirit, and I will control this flesh. By the time we get home, talo na. <laughs> by the time we get home, we're defeated. You know, uh, here's a message being given to us, and here's a message asking us to make it a habit, and the moment we get home, we realize, I can't do it. How miserable. It's bad, isn't it? And, you know, this morning, my burden is to continue to help us answer this question. How can we make a spirit-filled life a habit? Do you really want to make it a habit, Peter? Do you really want to make it a habit? Do you guys, be honest with me. Do you really want to make it a habit? Or in your, in your heart, ah, uh, ah. Uh, because it's what the Bible is saying. But you know, I'm not yet really convinced if I want to make it a habit. You know, guys, if you are in that situation right now, I'm sorry. We will all struggle in our Christian life. We will never even make it close to where God wants us because we are ulam as far as Satan is concerned. We are sitting ducks as far as Satan is concerned. Because we don't have any power at all to be able to overcome him. So, let's make it a habit. And what did Pastor in Song say? Just do it. Just do it. Yeah, but Pastor, I did it. Where's Pastor in Song? Pastor, I did it. I tried. The first step, you know, I, okay, but you know, it was my wife. She made it impossible for me. My husband, you know, made it impossible for me. So you are so quick to point at people. The world, oh, man, I was just in this place and I was overwhelmed. I'm just so weak, you know. We, we give all sorts of reasons, even though our pastors and all of our teachers say, just do it, just do it. You know, what did he say? Do it all the time. Yeah, I know, pastor, but I can't. I simply can't. There seems to be a dilemma. Do you see the picture? What's the dilemma of this person? Huh? What's his dilemma, Christy? There was something that fell, okay, on the floor, and he wanted to get it. Why he couldn't he get it? He's too big, right? He doesn't know what to do. And yet, you know, that desk is about losing weight. Okay? It's a dilemma. 
There is something that we want to do, but we cannot do it. You know why? Guys, similar to this person who's right there who wants to do it but cannot pick it up, you know what's wrong? Wrong thinking. All of us, all of us have been victimized by wrong thinking given by the world, given by the things that we have known and the way we were growing up, that even if, if, if the people tell us that we can do it, we just say, it's hard, I cannot do it. Wrong thinking. Wrong thinking. You know, if this person is only powered by right thinking, you know, he can already envision how thin looking he is, how gorgeous looking he is, like Pastor Danny, okay? Oh, male, okay, male, okay. Wrong thinking, wrong thinking. If he can just picture how beautiful his body can be, how nice, if he just works it out, you know what he's going to do? He's going to reach out and really get that because he's motivated. Yes or no? Thinking. Thinking. That's why uh, a guy by Frank Law, Frank Outlaw, I don't know why he was outlawed, but, you know, uh, maybe because he said this. Look at this. He said, watch your thoughts. They become words. Watch your words. They become actions. Watch your actions. They become habits. Watch your habits. They become character. Watch your character. Becomes your destiny. Because of that, he was outlawed. <laughs> Just kidding. But you know what? Isn't that true? Look, look where, where do the actions begin? They start from, where is, what is the first step? The thoughts, right? From the thoughts, you develop the words, and the words, you develop the actions, and then so on and so forth. So if you want to just do it, if you want to develop a habit of being filled with the Spirit, what do we need to do? Start with the mind. We have to start with the thought. And Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinks within himself, so he is. Whatever is going on right now in your head, whatever is preoccupying you right now, is what you will be. Remember the two questions I asked you? You can look at it right now and take a look at what they are. Because what you have written there is what you will become. And then I'm going to ask a follow-up question later and you look at your questions or your answers to your questions all over again. For as he thinks within himself, so he is. Again, being filled with the Holy Spirit is something that we would like to have. How can we make it a habit? And the title for my message this morning is about, yes, the Holy Spirit, but I want you to think heavenly, live above the worldly life. Say that to each other. Think heavenly, live above the worldly life. This is not so clear the first time you hear it. But I promise that as I go through the message, I hope you will get it. Think heavenly, live above the worldly line. The principle is very simple. The principle is this. Thinking determines behavior. What you think determines how you behave. I think you agree with me on this one. What you think determines what you behave. What you think determines what you do and what you become. So. If you take a look at yourself right now, where you are in your Christian life, folks, it is because of what you think, what you have been thinking. It is how you have become. It's because it's the product of how you have been thinking about yourself.
you know, there is, a, there is this uh, story about this, this military man who was in the base. And, you know, he developed this, this uh, really weird, um, I guess, habit. He was walking around the base, picking up papers and looking at the papers and read the papers and say, and say, as he read the papers, he says, that's not it, that's not it. And he just keeps doing that all over the place. And all of the people in the, in the camp notice it already. What's wrong with this guy? He picks up a paper and says, that's not it, that's not it. So, you know, this, the report you know, the, the, about this person who went, it, it reached the commanding officer, and they, uh, they actually asked him to come. And he said, what's wrong with you? Why do you go around picking papers and saying, that's not it, that's not it? Do you have a problem? The, the commanding officer said, no, I don't have a problem. What do you mean you don't have a problem? Why do you go around picking papers and saying, that's not it, that's not it? I, I'm, I, I, I don't have a problem. I'm just looking for something and I cannot find it. You know, and it went on and it went on until finally the commanding officer said, this person is, you know. So they asked a psychiatrist to see him. So the psychiatrist um, went to see him and said, you know, what, what, what's, what's going on? What's wrong? Nothing's wrong, okay? Um, I'm, I, 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 have, I am really looking for something and I can't do it. I, I, every time I look for a paper, I say it's, it's that not because that's not it, right? So it, the, it went on and on and then until finally the psychiatrist said, you know, there's really something wrong with you and um, we have to dismiss you from the service, okay? And we have to give you a military discharge, okay? So the person was called, he was in front of the psychiatrist and then when the psychiatrist gave the military discharge, the soldier said, this is it. This is it. This is it. Okay. I mean, what's the point I'm trying to say? This guy has been going around his life looking for something, okay, that, is, that he was doing something that he didn't like, obviously, right? And it's pretty much like us. If we're Christians and we're going through life, okay, and not knowing what we want and not really wanting what we uh, uh, not, not doing what we want, then we will be really in serious trouble. The principle is this. Thinking determines behavior or habit, and what you think determines what you become. Right thinking, right behavior. Wrong thinking, wrong behavior. That's always the case. And so, um, if, you take a look at, if you take a look at the command that has been given to us in, in, in being filled with the Holy Spirit, Look at verse 18. That is the command that God has given us to be filled with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is our resource and power. It says, do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. But, you know, this, this, before this, this, this verse was given, there is verse 15, 16, and 17. And I would like you to see what verse 15, 16, and 17 is saying before the command be filled with the Spirit was given. It says in verse 15, Be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. So then, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Now, look at that. It says, wise. And then, foolish. And then, understand. You know, if you connect the dots, where do all of those things come from? Your mind, isn't it? What you think. 
It says, be careful how you walk. Not as unwise, but wise. Okay, so think wisely, guys, because the days are evil. And then he said, you know, do not be foolish. If you do not think, you will be foolish. You might just go from one place to another, and you might make a mistake. Before you do anything, he said, understand. The word understand means what? Study it. Clarify it in your mind. And then when he, after he said that, he gave the command. Do not get drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. What is God saying here? The principle is this. Before you can do something as difficult as a command, your mind should be set. Your mind should be able to process it and accept it as good for you to be able to do it. Otherwise, you will reject it. Otherwise, you will reject it. Right? That's why in Colossians 3, 1 to 3, okay, look at how it starts. Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, Keep seeking the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand. Right? First, he tells you, are you a Christian? If the answer is yes, have you been raised with Christ? If the answer is yes, then this is the command for you. Verse 2, set your mind on the things above. Did you see that? It then says, set your stomach. Okay? It says, set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on earth, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ. Guys, for us to be filled with the Holy Spirit, for us to make it a habit, right thinking is required. Do you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Yes or no? Do you want to be, do you want to be walking with the Spirit and be victorious and have the fruits of the Spirit, Omar? The answer is yes, right? If the answer is yes, then there is a thinking required. The right thinking required. And I, want you, I don't want you to miss this right thinking. Because if you understand this right thinking, then you will understand. Number one, think heavenly because it is wise. Wow. Have you thought about heaven? Honestly. I mean, you know, uh, first of all, nobody among us has been there to be able to describe it to us. And when we say think heavenly, it's kind of hard unless we read what the Bible is saying, right? Think heavenly, it is wise. You know, I've, I've asked, I've asked uh, the young Isabella VR to write what she thinks about heaven, right? And Isabella, where are you? Oh, there she is, downstairs, right? And, you know, she, she wrote this, okay, what I think about heaven. Because, you know, the Bible says, set your mind on the things above. If we're not setting our minds on the thing of things above, don't expect us to behave properly and be filled with the Spirit, right? So, how much time do you spend thinking about the things above? He says, she said, I think heaven is a place where I can finally see the one and only holy God. Ooh, nice, huh? This is from a child, okay? And I want you to develop your own thoughts. Heaven would be lined up with streets of gold, and there would be lots of food that won't make you fat, okay? <laughs> you believe this lady, okay? I would, see you, I would see all the apostles and the good people of biblical times, Moses, Paul. There would be no sickness, no pain, no anger, no sadness. All we would do is praise and worship God. Wow. You know, if you know God, you'll be excited about what she's saying. But if you don't, if you don't know God and you're so carnal and worldly, you would say, Pwah, I don't like that. That's boring. Right? I mean, be honest. The, honest. the more honest you are when you hear this, 
the more God will speak to you and the more you can check yourself as far as being a, a, a spirit-filled Christian is concerned. And then he said, I imagine Jesus would be there standing next to God and he would tell me, welcome to my father's house. You know, little girl, thinking about this. Can we be in the same situation, we adults? You know, can we put ourselves in a situation where we can think heavenly because it's wise? You know, why don't we think heavenly? There's something wrong, and I will address that. Thinking required. Think Christ-like. It's wise. Mm, I like that. It's wise. And then, the thinking required is what? Think wordly. It is foolish. So, think Christ is wise. Think heaven is wise. Think worldly, foolish. Okay? If you can set your mind on those things, you'll be okay. The problem is, every force that is within us is rejecting this. Yes? <laughs> right? What is, the, what is the present thinking that we have? It's like this. Think heaven. Ah, oh, it's boring. You know, when I go to heaven, I will see angels, small angels playing violins, and they're floating on the cloud. What will I do? I'll float in the cloud too? Okay? Right? And then, you know, there was even a joke among the men, okay, we're saying, when I was in my early Christian life, because we're seeing that more and more women are coming to Christ, and less and less men are going away, okay? I'm sorry, more and more men are going away. So we concluded that there's more women in heaven than men, okay? So in heaven, there's going to be cooking, sewing, and everything like that. And so for men, it's boring, okay? I mean, these are all just what? Distorted thinking, okay? It's not true. But that's the way we are set to think because we're so preoccupied with the world. Yes or no? Right? Think heavenly. It is boring. Next, think like Christ. I cannot. I can't. It is impossible. Me? Think like Christ? I cannot even think like me. Okay, think like Christ. Okay? Boring. I cannot do it. Right? I cannot do it. And then, think world. Oh, the world. It's in. It's fun. It's enjoyable. This is the kind of situation we're facing. If, guys, if we keep on thinking like this, how can we be spiritual? How can we think, you know, like Paul? How can we even consider being filled with the Spirit? No way, because we're not excited. We're not thinking about exactly what it should be. So, for us to be filled with the Holy Spirit, right, and for us to make it, this a habit, we need, we need to understand. The reason why we probably are not excited is because we think the place where the Holy Spirit is going is boring. That's why I, wanna, I don't, I don't want to let him drive. If I let the Holy Spirit drive, where will he bring me? Right? He'll bring me to church. Hmm. He'll bring me to D group on Rosemead. Hmm. He'll bring me to Lakewood. Hmm. No. You know, he, he, you're not excited about that. You know, the, the, the problem is pretty much like, I guess, you know, because, because our thinking is affected, because we think that way, our behavior is affected. You know, and I, I, I keep saying, you know, guys, how come when we were courting our wives, you know, uh, remember guys, look at, look at guys, look at me, look at me, those of you who, who were married and, you know, imagine when you were courting, you know, your, your spouse. Huh? Huh? Remember that, okay? What, what, was, what was, when you were courting your spouse, what was in the top of your mind? Huh? 
You just want to get this lady, right? You're so focused. Everything that you were doing were geared towards getting this person to say yes and say, yes, I will marry you, right? You were so preoccupied. You were so filled with her. Yes or no? You know, that's the kind of picture we want you to have. Be filled with the Spirit. It's the same as being filled with the thoughts about this woman that I want to marry. Right? Mike, why are you hiding? Where did Mike go? Okay. Right? He disappeared, right? Because he didn't want me to embarrass him, you know? When Mike was courting Christine, okay, when Edwin was courting Elaine, there was only one thing in their mind. The honeymoon. Oh, man, believe me. Tatawa-tawa kayo dyan. Totoo di ba? Right? You were so preoccupied with that honeymoon. I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna do what it takes to be able to get there. The thoughts determine the behavior. You know, guys, the reason why we're not excited about thinking about being filled with the Spirit is perhaps because we think that the Holy Spirit is bringing us to a place which is boring. And that's the reason why the, the, the Bible is telling us to renew your mind. Renew your mind. Stop thinking that heaven is boring, and I want you to think how beautiful heaven is, just like this Isabella is thinking how good heaven is. If I ask you to describe heaven, you cannot even come up with one word. If you cannot even come up with one word and you come up with something ordinary, how can I expect you to be excited about heaven? Right? We're not even thinking about it. So please, renew your mind. Renew your thinking. Renew your thoughts. And for us to put this in focus, I want us to revisit the natural lines that God has set in creation. Natural lines. You know there are natural lines. God has set natural lines. The first natural line is what? The line of light and day. Right? God said, let there be light. That's one line. And it will be divided and there's going to be night. There are so many people who like the night time. Right? Uh, how many people, how many of you like it to be night all the time? Oy, right? You want it at night all the time. Some people, if you are Dracula, you always probably you like it every time night. Okay? Okay, Abigail, Ab Ab Dracula? Okay? Um, if you're like Alvin, Tony, Ulrich, and Edwin, they like it daytime. Okay? Because they can play a lot of golf. Okay? Have you seen people playing golf at night? No. Right? You know, you know golfers, if you're like Romy and Jeric, they want fishing. They want it day. Right? You know, you know what you like. And there is always a, a line that you cross. You know, I'm going to wait for this line. I'm going to be here because this is where I like it. Right? You always choose. There's a line. Another line that God has designed, and I want you to, to, you to understand this, is the forest line, the tree lines. From above, you can see very clearly, if you have the privilege of going up on a satellite, you can see the, the lines of the trees. Beyond those lines, it's just brown and no trees. Right? Meaning, there's a line where there is life, and there's a line where there's no life. You understand what I'm saying? Okay? The, 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 line, the line where there's a lot of trees is the line where there's a lot of good things. Water, minerals, and everything like that. The line where the trees are not growing are simply the place where everything is harsh, everything is bad, that nothing grows. Okay? You get what I'm saying? There are lines. And you cannot see, you can see it there. Uh, the, 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 this person is just in a place where it's dry, but beyond that is a place where there's life. That's a tree line. And the other line that I'm talking about is this, okay? It's a story in uh, Massachusetts where uh, a town actually, okay, 
um, where the settlers, or the pilgrims of the early times, okay, went and they did not know that there's supposed to be a snake line, okay? There's a snake line. In that place, okay, people come and settled, and when they live below the snake line, guess what happens? People get killed, right? The children, when they're playing, they're bitten by snakes. There are a lot of rattlesnakes, and all kinds of snakes are there. So, you know, the people, the leaders of the, the, the group said, you know what? Let's tell the people who are coming here that there's supposed to be a snake line. And this is a true story, okay? If all of us will put our houses 1,200 feet above sea level, okay, that's going to be above the snake line. And if you build your house there and you put all of our facilities there, we can be safe because the snakes cannot survive above that line. All right? So they came up with this suggestion. All of us who are coming to this city in Massachusetts, all of you should live above the snake line. And in a similar way, ladies and gentlemen, I suggest to you that as Christians, let's live above the worldly line. There is a worldly line. A worldly line where below the line is dominated by Satan and all of the evil things that he can do to destroy you. And there is above the line, which we call think heavenly, where Satan cannot touch you. You understand what I'm saying? If we want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, we have to start thinking heavenly and live above the worldly line. Okay? Pastor in song shared with us these verses. And I would like you to tell me whether this is above the worldly line or below the worldly line. What does this say? Now, the deeds of the flesh are evident. Immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, all of these things, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Tell me, is this below or above the worldly line? Below. Obviously. What about this? But the spirit of but 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 the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. Are you okay? Okay. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay, Joseph. It's okay, Joseph. Of goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. Now you tell me, is this below or above the line? Above. So, the one on the left is below the worldly line, and the one on the right is above the worldly line. Describe to me the, the one below the worldly line. To me, in one word, it's foolishness. Why would you want to go to hell? God said you'll go to hell if you practice this thing. That's foolishness. And yet we insist on doing it. Right? Well, it's not me. It's my second, it actually, it's my, my sinful nature. But the, on the other hand, the other one is wise. You know? Remember? If you are wise, you'd rather have the fruit of the Spirit and be filled with the Spirit. If you are foolish, then be worldly. Live below the worldly line. But if you're smart and wise, live above the worldly line. Think heavenly. One is death. The other one is life. Your choice. You know, it's pretty much thinking about the good things already. It's like the story where... You know, Napoleon has this soldier. The great Napoleon Bonaparte lost his horse. Okay? His horse. His horse, his favorite horse was lost. And all of a sudden, this young private, okay, knew what to do. He jumped on his horse and he chased after that horse and looked for the horse. He was a private. Then he brought back the horse to Napoleon. And then, and then, and then he said, Sir, it's here. Okay? And then Napoleon said, Thank you, Captain. What happened there? 
He was promoted right there. You know why? And all of a sudden, this guy said, rushed. He rushed. He removed his private clothes. Okay? He went into uh, whatever, where, wherever you get those uniforms for the captain. He wore his captain's uniform, and he went straight to the officer's barrack and forgot about his past. Really, seriously. You know, we should be like that. We should be like that in the way we think. If we think that life is above the worldly line, then when God says we belong there, we should go right into it. Don't hesitate and be there because it's exciting. You know, this, this soldier was probably imagining, I hate being a private. They keep shouting at me. They keep ordering me. You know this officer? Wow. And then he picked into the officer's quarter. Ooh, there are so many good things there. See, his mind was preoccupied with the officer's quarter, the benefits of the officers as a captain. That's why when he had the opportunity, he grabbed it. And here we are, God is telling us, hey, you are officers. Where are you? See, because we don't know. We don't set the things. We don't think about the things about. And I'll close with this, okay? Think heavenly. Thinking heavenly is soaring above the worldly line. The eagle, the eagle, not the last lie, the eagle, the eagle, where's my daughter, okay, the Athenian eagle is soaring, right, you know why he's soaring, <laughs> above the wordy line, you know why, because up there, up there, nothing can touch him, okay, he's so secure, nothing, no evil thing can touch him except the bow and arrow of a last light, probably, but because the bow and arrow is so short, it falls always short. Right? So he flies higher and higher. Right? Heavenly. And you know, think about this. You know, the eagles, when they lay eggs, they lay it on the rocks at a high altitude. You know why? Because predators will not get there and protect their young. You know, if you think heavenly, if you soar high, believe me, Satan cannot even reach you and pull you down. And here we are. We love the world so much. We dabble in all sorts of things that we are easily trampled and tried into the muck. And we do it to ourselves. Right? Think heavenly. Soar like an eagle. And you know, if tell me, is this below the line, worldly line, or above the worldly line? Remember what this picture is? Pastor Pete, Pastor Insong said, you know, there are two dogs in your life. If you feed the black dog, oh, you will be very strong, that black dog. And if you don't feed the white dog, which is the spirit, look at the spirit, payat, okay? This mindset, is this below or above the worldly line? Below. What about this mindset? Whoa. Wow. Look at the black dog, payat, okay? What is this thinking? Above the worldly line. That's what I would like you to do. You know, just imagine yourself. You have new clothes. You have the new clothes of, of Christ because Christ put a new life in you. Why do you keep wearing the old ones? You know why? Because you don't look yourself enough at the picture and the mirror to see how ugly you look. But if you take a look at how dashing you are with the new wardrobe that you put on God and think about heavenly things that are above, believe me, it will not be a problem to be filled with the Holy Spirit and make it a habit. It won't be a problem. It will be very, very easy. Your answers to the questions. 
Remember I asked you a question? What were your answers? What are the two things that you love the most now and are working for now? What were your answers? Are they above the world line, meaning heavenly, or are they below the worldly line? Please don't change it now. Huh? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm. I want you to discuss that with the people that you are accountable with and be honest. You know, if you wrote there, I want to be rich, I want a successful career, I want to build a house and everything, nothing wrong with that. Everybody, do, everybody will do that because that's natural for us. But I am hoping and praying that there's be some, there will be some of us one day that we will change those two things that you love the most into something like heavenly, like know God more, like make disciples and be disciples. That's heavenly. And we cannot do that until we saturate our mind with how beautiful heaven is and how lovely heaven is. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on earth. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is, who is our life, is revealed, then also you will be revealed with him in glory. Isn't that a wonderful promise? When Christ is revealed in glory, you will be there because you are part, you are part of him and are hidden in his life. Guys, if you want to make walking by the Spirit and being filled with the Spirit a habit, live above the worldly line. Because above the worldly line is peace, love, joy, patience, kindness, the presence of God, restedness, below the line are snakes that will get you and kill you and destroy you without you having a chance to get back. Your choice. Do you want to be earthly or heavenly? Do you want to live below the worthy line or above the worthy line? My challenge to you is live above the worthy line. Because if you live above the worthy line, you will do what this passage says. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. Okay? Those earthly things, those poisonous snakes, you know what? You can destroy all of them if you think and live above the line and your thoughts are heavenly. Why? Because you can take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. You can take every thought captive so that they will follow Christ and become Christ-like. Guys, Think heavenly. Live above the worldly line. I'll close with this story. There was a pilot who was refueling in the Arabian desert. A pilot, single engine. And he, was, he, was, uh, he was doing his work. And then he refueled. He was flying in the Arabian desert. He refueled. After he refueled, then when he rose from a refueling, he heard a noise. He heard a noise of something moving, you know, running around, hitting. Okay, it was possible that an animal boarded his plane while he was refueling. And he could hear it in the fuselage of the plane. And being a pilot, he realized that this animal can eat, okay, the wirings of the plane, right, uh, Ulrich? And, you know, so he was scared. He said, you know, he wanted to land, but he could not land because it's so mountainous, okay? So he, he thought about something to do. The noise get, get getting bigger, louder and louder, so he did, he did the right thing. He thought about this wonderful thing. He, he lifted the plane up like this, nose up, 
and he flew all the way up. Okay? Until the noise died down. Okay? The noise died down. So he, when he landed and he reached his destination, he checked what was there. It was what? A desert rat. You were so big. But you know, the desert rat was dead. Why? Because there are certain bad things that will be dead when we are there up in the elevation of the heavenly. And that's what we want you to do. When you are up there in the heavenlies, no rats, no snakes, no Satan can touch you. And that's why I want you to live above the line. It can be victorious. It is the secret of being filled with the Holy Spirit and it will, will, it will, it will, we will make it a habit. And believe me, walking by the Spirit and being filled with the Holy Spirit is going to be easy. Think heavenly, live above the line. Let's pray. Lord, I, I tried my best, Lord. I know I'm still limited because only you can express in clarity what you want your people to hear. And Lord, in humility, I pray that you be the one to make this message clear to your people. Make it clear to each and every one of us, Lord, that we cannot be where we are and expect to become better Christians filled with the Spirit. And he here's where I believe, Lord, discipleship is very, very important. Here's where I believe, Lord, that every single one of us need one another to encourage one another, to push one another, to think heavenly, and to live above the worldly line. I pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit will speak to us and then convict us. Lord, make us see the beauty of heaven. Make us see the ugliness of earth. Make us see the dangers of earth and the safety of heaven. And because of that, Lord, help us. Help us to think heavenly more and more of our lives so that, Lord, when we, the words that come out of our lips, the actions that come out of our steps, Lord, will really be filled and, and glorifying to you led by the Spirit and inspired by the Spirit. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. Amen.